0: Hey everyone, it's been a while, but I think it's finally time to talk about a subject that has pretty much died down. And at this point, I'm referring to Hank the Tank, as you could probably tell by the title of this episode. So, what is Hank the Tank? Hank the Tank is a bear in Tahoe, California, who was reported, reportedly going around, breaking into people's houses and was an absolute menace. He had something like I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was 130 b and basically, where he was going in looking for like pizza and pop. And that's um, you know, that becomes really problematic, right? Because you'll be hanging out in your house. you Maybe you got little kids, you got dogs cats you know pets and all of a sudden you know hank the tank comes barging in he wants a pizza he wants a you know coca-cola pepsi maybe some a and w root beer and he's just coming on in and you know if he thinks like your you know pets you know your dogs your cats maybe even like maybe feels like maybe got like a large goldfish and he's thinks that's food and like your birds he wants to eat your Budgy birds, all 800 of them. But, um, yeah, or even like, you know, your young kids or yourself even. Maybe you're sitting there, you got your headphones on, playing music loud, you can't hear the ruckus. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is he's a real threat. He's kind of a problem in that circumstance. But, you know, why is he a problem? Why did he become hank the tank. And you know, there's multiple different reasons why. So you and I I'm going to go through this entire story. And the reason I feel like I have to is because I started a GoFundMe for this. Um when I started it, there was no other GoFundMe. So it was the first Hank the Tank GoFundMe. Uh it was also the most successful one. The uh, donations have died down quite a bit. So I feel like I'm probably going to, I wanted to wind it down this week, but I feel like I got to do an episode first and then give it another week with the episode out of the podcast. That way, you know, maybe we'll get a few more donations, but, um, essentially I started the GoFundMe because I didn't want Hank to be euthanized, um, hold on, let me see what the GoFundMe is at. It's at $810.22 uh, donors, which isn't bad. I mean, considering a lot of these GoFundMes get ignored and not very many of them like go viral or anything. So I can't complain about that. I'm thankful for everyone who donated and everyone's generosity and big hearts out there. But um, so basically, in most places, if a bear, a large predatory animal, becomes dependent on humans... It basically for life becomes dependent on humans, and the most sought out alternative is euthanasia or just destruction of the bear. So, you know, I got a I don't know I got a heart for Hank because I feel like he's basically our Frankenstein's monster in a sense where you know we as like a society created Hank, and this was done through you know, a couple of different ways. Uh, the first one being that we probably, the, the infrastructure regarding uh, garbage disposal and, you know, pickup and all that stuff probably isn't the best. A lot of places with a lot of, like a high bear population will have garbage pickup that is, um, you know, built in a way to, prevent pairs from breaking into it. So the left's like secure locked steel boxes at the end of their driveway. I guess in this area, they don't have that kind of proper infrastructure built into their, the area, which I guess is the Lake Tahoe area in uh, California. Another thing is that a lot of people like to feel like they have some sort of bond or connection to nature. So they feel like, I mean, this is kind of like a contro. it's not really controversial, but it is a bit, you know convoluted on where you draw the line but I think it's safe to say you probably shouldn't be feeding like apex predators so a lot of people like to feel like they have some sort of bond or some sort of connection with nature and I feel like when they can confront a wild animal that you know they're, they're doing something in their head where they're feeling like okay I'm a good person this animal senses I'm a good person and I'm having a special connection to bond right now that's not what's happening for the vast majority of these encounters, this animal is just hungry. It sees food. And at this point in time, if it's very friendly and befriending you, it's probably because it has been conditioned severely uh, to be dependent on human food. Which isn't a good thing because now this every time this animal sees humans, it's going to say, every time I see one of these humans, it gives me food. This is where I got to go. I got to seek out these people now to get my food. So when you feed these animals, it makes them prone to feeding or identifying you with food. So, and then you get the average runner, hiker, or tourist, or whatever, who doesn't do this. And all of a sudden, this bear approaches them, and they don't know how to react. Let's say they don't have food, or they begin to behave like prey, where they run away scared. And then the bear's primitive instincts kick in, and they begin to pursue that person. And then all of a sudden, there's an attack or an injury or you know a death, so you can't let these animals become dependent on humans. They have to stay wild. They have to stay. you it's it's about respecting nature. It's about um, knowing what that creature is, you know, and uh, uh, respecting it, observing it, and by respecting it, you're doing more for it than you are by trying to forge some sort of like domestic bond. Um. Yeah, so it's really sad when this sort of thing happens, especially with like cubs and stuff like that, because a lot of the time you all have like the authorities left with very few choices because a lot of people say, well, can't they give it to a sanctuary or some sort of reserve? And I'm sure a lot of the times they actually do try to seek that out. But here's the hard reality about that. Maintaining... And, like, supporting a, like, a very large apex predator who requires a lot of space and a lot of food isn't exactly uh, financially affordable for a lot of sanctuaries because they do depend on, like, donations and, you know, charity to sort of make ends meet to keep these animals and or whether they're rehabilitating them to get back into the wild or if they're keeping them there for, like, a long period of time. So... A lot of the times you'll contact these places and they'll say, you know what, we're sorry, we just don't have the infrastructure. Like, to build a large area with a durable fence, like a steel fence that encompasses an area great enough to be sufficient and, like, appropriate for a large animal like that. Because you don't want it living in small quarters either, right? Like, Like, I guess some people would argue, like, okay, well, keeping it alive is better than killing it. But then it's like, I don't know if you you don't want it to be suffering in human captivity either. So you want to give it a good go. So you want to have the infrastructure to have it and then feeding it like that's a lot of food, right? Um, So knowing this, I started to go fund me because I don't know, Hank got like a lot of media attention and publicity. And there's probably a lot of bears out there where this happens to, but it just doesn't blow up. But you know, when things come into, you know, our our minds or over our TV screens or computers or phones, that's when we become aware of them. So once I was aware of it, uh, I thought about it for a day. I started a GoFundMe and the GoFundMe was very ambitious, but I honestly thought it would get like zero donations and like it wouldn't raise any money, but I thought, "What the heck? Might as well do it anyway." Like who? Like what's the harm that could happen? Nothing. And I don't mind feeling silly when I do these kinds of things because, or like people judging that, like I don't know, it's such like a you know silly feat to try to like dream big or have like big ambitions. But um, what I so the ultimate goal was about fifty thousand dollars, which is. You know, astronomical of an expectation to have for a bear, especially in like these trying times for a lot of people where money isn't, you know, money's a problem for a lot of people. So I wanted to in a perfect situation was like, OK, we're going to save Hank. He can't be relocated because if you relocate him into the wild, he's just going to die off of starvation because right now. He was probably severely overweight, lost his ability to effectively hunt, and has and will just kind of mosey around looking for humans. And if he's really far in the distance, he's not going to find any, so he's probably just going to starve to death. That isn't a good outcome for him. If you relocate him to an area where there's another population of people nearby, he's just going to become a problem for them. You're just passing the buck on to another set of, to another you know area of people. So the only real alternative seemed like. We gotta put them in a sanctuary. Now, my goal wasn't to make a sanctuary, but it was to like support whatever sanctuary would come to take tank in or Hankin. And I figured around 50 grand, you could probably build a decent sized infrastructure. You could put a lot of like quality of life things in there. You could put in like trees, fruit-bearing trees, berry, lots of berry plants. So that he could like naturally forage around his area. Maybe even if it was large enough. Um, you know, you put in sort of like a, a little pond where he could have, you know, f- farm-raised salmon or something like that in it. So he could like hunt for himself as well as, you know, the sanctuary providing, you know, a sustainable diet for him. Uh there's big dreams. Uh, so, but going into this, I realized... There's a real possibility that Hank could just be destroyed, in which case the money wouldn't be able to fund him. So I decided to say all the money raised, regardless of what happens to Hank, if it if it is impossible to go towards the you know, you know uh, the sanctuary, that it would uh go towards. Uh, animal rescue agencies or, you know, uh, pet shelters, uh, sanctuari- sanctuaries, uh, or people that specialize in bear lo- relocation. Uh, now there was, I think there's a thing in California called like the bear legion and or the bear league. It's the bear league. That's what it's called. And I'm thinking that is probably where the donations are going to go. I know what you're probably thinking if you're not familiar with this story right now is that you think Hank was probably destroyed. That isn't the case as far as I know right now. So rest assured. So what actually happened with this is they began to investigate all the break ins and you know all all the areas where they could extract DNA. And from DNA extraction, they determined that Hank, the tank, wasn't just one uh, black bear. He was approximately three different black bears. So when that news came out, that changed the game uh, significantly because that meant this isn't just one severely dependent bear on, uh, on humans. It was actually three bears who... More or less may not be absolutely dependent on humans. They just might be supplementing their diet with humans, which still isn't a good thing, and it still shouldn't be happening. And there probably should be more done to prevent that from happening. But in this circumstance, these bears could probably be re- relocated to somewhere in a distant, in the you know the distant wilderness, and it not have a great impact on them. They you know they'll still be able to effectively hunt. This and that and the other, so in this circumstance, it looks like it's a good thing, and the money should probably go to the agencies uh involved or that are normally involved in the relocation of uh black bears and grizzly bears and in California, I believe that's the bear league uh they do a great job, they advocate for a lot to prevent the uh you know the destruction of bears and in this circumstance, I feel like you know. I'm sure if Hank would have been like a very uh, special bear and he was really this notorious that they probably would have stepped in majorly to help all this. So I'd like to say I, I'm i pretty sure I still have to look into it and I want to get a sense of what some of the donors want as well. Because, you know, maybe they will prefer the money to go to like an animal shelter for like cats and dogs in you know, like the California area. But I think, given the nature of the GoFundMe and how it had to do with like bears and wildlife in general, that I think that's probably the best and most appropriate move. Um, yeah, so that's essentially the story of Hank the Tank. He's the soda crushing, door smashing, garage door banging Hank the Tank. The calorie consuming, salad dodging, chair crushing you know, menace to society. But, you know, like I said earlier, he's, uh, he's our problem. Uh, we created, we create these kind of monsters and just because they become inconvenient for us after we create them, I don't think we should destroy them. Uh, I think we should learn from it. We should become more respecting of nature. We should learn to live in harmony with nature. That's one thing we don't do. is when nature becomes inconvenient for us. Instead of respecting it or trying to live in harmony better with it. Because I guess it is financially costly. And it takes, you know, you have to invest in infrastructure. So like, you would have to invest in a strong garbage disposal. You know, maybe one that locks. That bears can't open. Like an anti-bear garbage. Very costly. But these are sort of the things you have to learn to live with when you're there and I don't think just killing everything off and removing them from the population is the answer it's about harmony it's not about <clears throat> it's not about creating more imbalance or like a greater imbalance in nature and wildlife uh everything's key to you know the food chain and uh the ecosystem you need to have things like bears they uh they clean up they get rid of a lot of the carcasses they they scavenge they uh they also hunt you know they also they're the only things that hunt themselves basically they're an apex predator and they are known to like you know take out other cubs and stuff like that and that does seem a little bit cruel but it's all kind of like a part of the food chain because if they didn't kind of kill each other there would be nothing that would kill them and they would just become you know an overpopulated species so it's kind of cool that they have their own kind of checks and balances and regulations and baked into like their gene code or like their food ch- into the food chain. And then I guess you could there's people that argue, well, that's where people step in and that's why they should be hunting them. I mean, debatable. You There is a debate there, but I don't know if I like it because I like to see I like to think of nature. This is probably wrong but sort of like it could function without humanity, it, it it probably would change greatly over time, obviously. And we like to think of nature as being something that we should always keep the same, try not to let any species die off or go extinct, which is true, we shouldn't. But uh, another thing is that, you know, extinction and evolution is sort of a, a part of the natural ecosystem as well. It's just a matter of how much of that is, you know, human impacted, you know, that's where I think we need to draw the line is that we don't really need to be interfering. We can let just nature take its course and let life find its way with us just sort of living in harmony with it. And uh, yeah, so that's basically the story of Hank the Tank. Um, a short little podcast for today. I hope like, eh, I, I hope maybe, maybe to hit a thousand. It's at eight ten. I don't think a thousand is too far out there. Um, definitely going to try again. I think, I think I'm going to leave it up for a week. I'm very busy this week. Um, I don't know if there'll be another podcast until like later next week, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep putting them out. I'm trying to increase, the quality of them. I hope you enjoy the past two guests. Very, very great people. Doing great things. Um, there's probably a few more in the pipe I'm trying to you know, get on the show. Uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the story of Hank. The tank. And if you feel generous enough to donate, by all means. But like I said times are getting tough uh so not everybody can donate so don't feel bad if you can't there's other things you can do that are probably better than donating and that is just sharing the gofundme just sharing it to like-minded people because even if you don't contribute like financially to it that's a that's a little bit too much to ask from a lot of people i find and i always kind of like guilty or like weird asking people for money especially for something that's not very um I don't know, dire, especially like since he's not being destroyed now. As far as I know, I might have to look more into it. But uh, sharing it can get to a lot of people. It can get to a lot of people that maybe have a lot of like extra income or like to make donations for tax purposes so they don't get dinged as much at the end of the year. So, you know, just sharing it to where you can and then you end up being responsible for reaching you know someone who can that's basically just as good, I think. I don't know. In my opinion, I always think like sharing and like distributing, and like it's basically like free advertising. And all it takes is like the swipe of a finger. It's like it's pretty huge. And I found out with this Hank the Tank one, a lot of it was just circulated through uh, people sharing it, and you know, there was a handful of people that really helped out. Yeah, really great people. So everyone, the message is. Let's live in harmony with nature. Let's stop creating these monsters. And yeah, let's let's do our part. All right, guys. You can follow me on Instagram at Epion Explorers. That's E-P-Y-O-N Explores. Uh, I'd take some photos, do some photography on there. I'm pretty garbage at it compared to a lot of the people I follow. But that's a part of the learning curve, I suppose. Uh, yeah. If you enjoy this podcast, follow it on any platform you're uh, listening to it on. Uh, Share it with friends. Like I just explained, sharing is huge. Um, I can't really think of what else. I don't know. Rate it. Rate it however you want. Whatever you think. Deem it worthy of. Obviously, I want high scores, but let's say I'm a realist, so if it's garbage, it's garbage. Rate it garbage. Um, Can't improve without knowing what I'm doing wrong, right? And then, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I'm out. I'll see y'all later.